Five times we've done this, Laura. Five times. <laughs> it's really hard recording a podcast. I don't know anything. That's very you've just hung up a blanket on a doorframe and you pretend to be the king of podcasts now. <laughs> <laughs> Anthemis. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Um, how are you guys? Excellent. I am so prepared for this podcast. Did you take notes? Uh, no, not this kind. I'm showered and, <laughs> and I put a mask on. The visual element of this podcast is going to be perfect for you. Exactly. I feel like you've put the most effort in so far. I mean, most of the other people we've just dragged into doing this they haven't had a choice whereas you you've had a shower you've made your face all shiny i mean you've really, well, you've really that tried. doesn't mean that i had a choice i just you know made the best out of the situation <laughs> well thank you so the goal of this podcast is to find out how to make a good podcast through the process of making a podcast a god podcast and a what a god podcast a god podcast <laughs> yes a good podcast uh, and you are in the unique position of having heard some of the previous episodes. So question one, what's a good podcast to you? What do you like about podcasts? Okay, I don't listen to many podcasts. Uh, what I like with podcasts is that they have something that I'm interested in hearing. Mm -hmm. Recently, I listened to an amazing podcast uh, called Home Cooking. And uh, they talk about cooking in times of quarantine. And I love it. So I'm very interested in that. And they make a lot of puns, but they are food puns that I get. So <laughs> I love it because Josh makes a lot of puns, but I'm getting annoyed after <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> so good puns, but on interesting topics. Or I like them to be educational. Like I like philosophy podcasts or podcasts with like uh, strange facts. And So this is not the podcast for you then really? No, so it doesn't just seem like you. Nonsensical rubbish. <laughs> Truth is, I really liked it. Okay. We'll take that. Despite all that. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I like sometimes the very weird things that come up. Like, um, oh, I cannot come with concrete examples <laughs> now. Now you're <laughs> revealing that you didn't really listen to any of the episodes. Well, so a sense... Essentially, it just makes you feel like Josh and I are either side of you, cocooning you in a pile of blankets, whispering our words in your ear. You're asleep. You don't want to be there. You, we've just jumped on the bed. You're really confused. That's what a podcast is to you. This is a service we can offer you, Anthemis. Um, it's a very special oh, thank you so much. time. <laughs> Speaking of things that we can offer, I think we should offer today's theme. Wait. Won't I say what I'm not? Oh, I prepared oh. for that. Hi, Anthemis. Great to have you on the podcast. Please tell us what you are not. That was so natural. Um, so I am not good in accents. In fact, I'm terrible in accents. I can only do a bad English-Greek accent. And that's what I'm having basically all the time. Uh, I am not fake eyelashes wearer. And I am not a YouTube makeup tutorial watcher. Okay. 
then oh, we should probably scratch the, the makeup tutorial I had planned for this episode. Yeah, I feel like this is a, like an open casting and we're just like, what we're looking for is a girl who has great accents, watches makeup tutorials and... What was the other thing? Wears a lot of false eyelashes. Unfortunately, Anthemis, you're Everywhere. not, not going to buy six pairs <laughs> across the face. What is the highest number of fake eyelashes that you can wear at one time? There's, there's a YouTube video for that. I'm sure there is. <laughs> uh, well, it's good to have you here, non-eyelash, non-fake eyelash wearer. And so today's theme is, of course... Magic. Magic, yes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Is that the sound of magic? Like twinkles, some twinkles. That's what I mean. I'm doing the finger actions for twinkling, but you can't see them on a podcast. So just imagine them so twinkly right now. Yeah, that's the that's that's what magic it's, is to it me. It sounded to me like a fairy ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah, you've not heard enough it has magic. An element of magic. <laughs> Yeah, but I feel like if fairies had magic, they wouldn't need ambulances because they'd just go alakazam and you're fixed. I thought you said fairy ambulance. <laughs> That's far more insulting. So let's dig into into magic. Some so as as you all know by this point, if you've listened to at least one episode of this podcast, and if you haven't, this is the name of the game. We're going to present some hypothetical scenarios. Uh, I've prepared one. Laurie, you prepared one. Athamis, have you prepared one? Uh, kind of. <laughs> Okay, well, we've all prepared some scenarios and we're going to present them here and then try and resolve them in the best way possible. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so um, obviously Josh wants to go first because he's a show-off. So, Josh, hit us with your scenario. So my scenario is, imagine that you, yourself, um, have been given the opportunity of a lifetime. And that opportunity is to appear live on television doing a magic trick for example and this was inspired uh, by david blaine's balloon trick that he did recently um and so i want you to to tell me you personally think about what, what capabilities you have as a person what magic trick would you do to wow television audiences i know good <laughs> Tell us. First of all, what kind of what kind of show it is? Is it like Jimmy Fallon or is it national television obscure channel that nobody knows and only maybe my grandma will watch if I tell her I'm on? It's up to you. You tell me. It's your it's your show. Where's it where's it going to be um, publicized? Uh, let's say Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> okay, you're on Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> Woo, Anthemis! <laughs> Welcome to the show. So they really believed that I can pull that trick off and they invited me to the show, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. First suggestion, what came out of my mind is that they could put a lot of food and I will eat it. Hence, I will make it disappear. <laughs> okay, no, but you've, you've reframed this magic trick as just competitive eating. <laughs> I, competitive I, eating isn't magic. I'm into it. I'd go. Yes, but what if I eat it while... Um, I I say magic words like hocus pocus, abracadabra, and then like I swallow at the same time. Okay, so so it's now it's 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 moved slightly closer to magic by now being ventriloquism because you're speaking while eating. <laughs> Laura, what's what's on your mind? Well, I've got some questions for you, Josh. Um, Question me. So 
I'm I'm assuming this is a skill that we already have. Yeah, or, or are we yeah. kind of assuming that we are almost superhuman? In our, I mean, you don't know us. We could be really spectacular. So I could hypothetically lie to you right now and tell you that I have a skill set that I don't have just for the sake of this uh, scenario. Well, fortunately, I know you. And unless you've been hiding magical skills the entire time I've known you for, what, approximately 10 years? <laughs> There's not... You need to build on what skills you already have. Um, I Okay, so my skill would be making people dislike me and leave. And I think I'm really, really good at that. So um, say you've got a stalker. They're awful. Bring them to mm-hmm. me. Bam, they're gone. Um, you, uh, you, you've decided that you don't like your boyfriend anymore and you don't even want to have to break up with him via text because he's so awful. Just bring him. He'll be gone. You'll never see him again. So it's a really niche skill, but actually it applies to a very broad audience and you could probably charge quite a lot of money for it. Yeah, I think you could get some, some good use out of that. That's very useful. I could take you to walks with me because I tend to attract many stalkers and weirdos. Okay, well, I could fix that for you. You could just, I mean, I might say a magical word. I, I might not. I'd probably take it to, you know, those weird magic convent. I mean, maybe they're not weird magic conventions. I'm not sure who's <laughs> listening to this, but in my mind, like the, the, the inner circle or whatever they're called, you know, the, the, the people that, that do magic. I don't really like magic. The inner circle, they, they're, they're okay, but it's the outer circle. They're the weird ones. Oh. You don't want to be in the outer circle. That's a danger game. But I have another question. So, like, you are called to go to this show to do the magic trick. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can do any magic trick. It doesn't mean that it will be successful. But you want to amaze this, the studio audience. They will be amazed by how much of a loser I am. <laughs> okay, so you're going to flip it around. You're just going to embarrass yourself and then have some kind of, like, comedy disappointment magic trick. Like you try, I, I can juggle 15 balls and then you throw them all in the air and they'll hit you on the head. That kind of thing. Juggling isn't magic, by the way. Wait, no, but let's be serious now. Um, okay. <laughs> because that's what this podcast is about. Yes, this is a serious podcast. I mean, I don't put a mask on for just anything. It has to be serious. <laughs> uh, what kind of magic tricks do we have? Like throwing knives, for example. Chopping up is your friends a in a box. That's one, isn't it? You put your friend in a box and then right. you chop them up, yeah? I'm a big fan. Do things bl- blindfolded? Yeah. Do the washing up blindfolded. That's quite a skill. <laughs> <laughs> I think that my magic trick would be to cook something, which I, I do very much of, uh, blindfolded with knives and everything. <laughs> okay. That's an interesting form of magic, but I'll accept it. I think that's a win because also they get to eat it afterwards. So it's Is this a like, win though? Well, I mean, maybe not. But say, you know, the, the show's a bit shit. At least you can bribe them at the end with something tasty, potentially, if it wasn't awful. That actually raises a question for me. I just want to quickly address. You know when they have a cooking show? Because essentially you've turned this into from a magic show into a cooking show. So let's just follow that trail for a little bit. When they have a cooking show, whenever they always cook something, and you, and you, you as a viewer and st- even even a studio audience member, you don't get a chance to taste that food. The only people who know how it tastes is one, the person who's making it, and two, the other people who are like assembled around them, going like, "Oh, what's that? And why did you do this? And what happened there?" Unless you they have try it. Wonka Vision. <laughs> what? Sorry, what's what's Wonka, Wonka Vision? Wonka Vision. You know from Charlie in the Chocolate Factory, the TV that you yeah. can reach into and, and take the chocolate out of? Yeah, but that doesn't let you see tastes. 
But you taste what's made because you pull it out and eat it. Uh, oh no, I'm saying you're in the you're in the audience. And okay, but I, so you're you're saying that you could have like a pair of like infra infra taste glasses that can tell you how things would taste just by looking at them. That's useful. But no, my question is, is have you ever seen a situation where on those like cooking shows where they take a big old scoop of like the chili they just made and go, oh, <laughs> or, or or they react in any way that's not like. Mmm, interesting. They never do that. I guess that wouldn't make good television, Josh. Maybe on like when you're on the actual Food Network kind of shows and then there's so many and they get the really weird, gross stuff as well as the good stuff. So they go on like a fun holiday somewhere and eat some bugs, maybe. Like cook bugs. No, I, yeah, okay, that's, that's one thing. But I'm not, I'm not even saying like it's bad food. What I'm saying is like when you, you can go to a restaurant, eat good food and just not like it. But like, what? How do you know that? As as a person who works on this show, like, oh, I just uh, this is good. I just don't like the taste of it. I'm not sure, but from Anthemus's face, I feel like she's just eating something disgusting. Uh, um, no, my recording just stopped, and I have to start a new one. Okay. All right. Well, that's um. Um, Josh, I feel like that you. I I feel like you have a scenario in your head that you wanted to explain to us, which is why you've come up with a question. So, uh, Josh, I just want to throw that question back at you and see what you had come up with as your special <laughs> oh skill. Oh, boy, you know him so well. <laughs> no, I actually didn't plan anything, right? But what I am imagining is that I would want to do something... I want to do something which is fun for me. So I don't want to do something which is, like, where I'm suffering. You know, like, where you have to... Oh, you have to stand... You have to, like, hop have handcuffs on or like sit in a box like david blaine makes he has to sit in the box for like two weeks or whatever and that was horrible horrible i think what i would do is i would do something where i had to like fly really far or something i could get thrown from a catapult and then like have to glide across a ravine or something but that's not a skill you have i think that it would be more about the setup than it would be about me like if you put a stone in the catapult then it would work what i'm saying is like i would do something which it's all about the setup and less about me. Like if I had a, a catapult that fires me across a ravine and then I have to just float to the other side, it's not about me. It's, it's just about like anything that's in the catapult would, would be make it would fire to the other side anyway. But now you made me think when you said that magic trick would be to fly very far, uh, because now Corona times you cannot really fly so much anywhere. Like the magic trick would be to fly in as many countries as possible before they put you in quarantine. <laughs> I can't guarantee that I would I would applaud you, but I would at least watch these 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 uh, these magic trick attempts. Um, Josh, I just want to say like one of the things that you have done in your lifetime, I consider to be almost a magic trick, and you might not remember it, but it was a day where you decided you were going to learn all of the London tube stations. And then you were going to work out all of the connections. So when someone said, how do I get from Victoria to Heathrow? You'd be like, well, you could connect here or connect here. And you just did that in a day. Like, I did that. And that was the thing I did. Okay, true. I can just do that. It's impressive. But I, you've reminded me of that situation. And um, I, and I remember the feeling of that because I'd learned all that stuff. I was like, I've memorized this tube map. I was really happy. People asked me questions. I answered the questions correctly. It was a great experience because we were at that brunch, brunch club. Really great. Then someone said to me, aren't you supposed to move into Sweden soon? Shouldn't you learn Swedish? <laughs> and I realised that every one of those goddamn tube stations I'd learned could have been a word of Swedish that I'd already learned. <laughs> so, yeah. And then you threw all of the um, tube stations out of your head and replaced them with Swedish words, such as... Exactly. Such as tunnelbana. Which means? 
underground train. <laughs> I've been really organised and I've written mine on a piece of paper. Well, a post-it note for myself so because um, I was a bit worried that I would mess it up. Um, and because the theme chosen by Josh was magic and mm. because we have Anthemis who loves food, I decided to make mine food themed and also magic themed to appease the both of you. So you. my situation is um, you discover that you have a magical power that allows you to make foods taste like different foods. So to make an apple taste like a banana um, or things that are more exciting than that. How would you channel and develop this skill and how would you use it? Oh, boy. So many shenanigans and funny jokes. Wow. Let me take notes on this one because it has a lot of different elements. So... How would you channel it? So how would you, de- you know, you know, in like the TV program about the superhero, they're sort of learning their powers and getting to grips with it. And, uh, and then they do some, oh, oh, no, I've accidentally set fire to this house. And then they learn how to not set fire to the house. And then and then they become a super cool superhero. It's sort but, of that development process. How would you like test it? But in this game, it's like uh, they so first they like accidentally make the house taste like a banana. And then like, <laughs> and then they try not to make the house taste like a banana. <laughs> yeah, I can like, I can think of amazing like origin stories where you had like a, a bur- burger and then somebody upset you, and then you just like grab it furiously and then it turns into like broccoli taste and you're like, ah, you know, what's this shit? <laughs> I like broccoli taste. Oh, you're weird, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, okay. No, I like broccoli now, but when I was a child, I did not like it. And apparently children don't develop liking for bitter taste until like much older. So, and broccoli is bitter, so they can add it. They do not usually like broccoli or something like that. Mm. Stupid kids. Well, cross check that because I'm not sure, but there's something there. (laughs) I feel like we haven't got our fact checker in the back today to just like, (laughs) you know, make it all okay. Uh, We're Mm. really missing out. But I have a question about the um, the kind of the origin story. Do I, <laughs> as, when I when I come across this talent, is it some kind of like magical um, individual, some kind of witch, wizard, uh, sorcerer type character who yeah, bestows always... this upon me, or do I? Is it even a latent ability I've always had my entire life? You discover the the um, magic power, so. However, you know, you're just like one day you're eating a strawberry and then it tastes a little bit like a piece of um, cheese. Then and you're like, wait a minute, this is really weird. And, and then you realize that you thought about cheese and the strawberry had become a piece of cheese, but mm-hmm. also was a strawberry like that sort of thing. Because then you're really developing that skill um, and mm-hmm. understanding how to like be at one with it because also it could have, you know, negative connotations. Like you could be eating something really delicious and then you think about something that tastes not so good and bam it's ruined so that's on you so many potentials first of all i would have liked it if in the origin story you were beat by something like i don't know <laughs> <laughs> like ronald mcdonald bit you in a, in a mcdonald's car park and then <laughs> <laughs> this um scenario really excites me because you could do so many things with it. Like, for example, if you really disliked someone, 
you just secretly make all their food taste bland or like fishy but but the the fish that has stayed in the fridge for two three days and like stinks and nobody <laughs> wants to touch it <laughs> i feel like the, like the malicious use of it is really like the ideal one here there's very few situations where you'd be like oh i'm going to take that cake and make it taste like a better cake I was thinking you guys were going to go down a, a route of like, I'll open a really good restaurant and do some sort of like Heston Blumenthal type cooking, but you've gone for, I'm just going to make my, my enemy's food taste a bit shit. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the problem with this idea is that on the first glance, it seems like it's really powerful and really like, there's so many things I can do, but actually it turns out there's very few things I can do because... I disagree. I think it's powerful. I do think it's powerful because imagine how many people you can teach how to eat better by tricking them that they eat something else. Especially nowadays with sustainability, you could make big fat money with this, (laughs) (laughs) like magic power. (laughs) And that's the goal of every scenario we have here is to make big fat money. (laughs) Oh yeah. But it also, also really confuse people because if you, say you had a child and you fed it like all of these strawberries and then the whole its whole life it thinks it's eating strawberries and then it eats a piece of cheese and it's like what what's happened <laughs> like all my life i've been eating strawberries and how do they taste the same as this weird like milk product oh um, that, so really- yeah that's like that's something which I, I thought about a lot and I, i'm not a parent but you know maybe one day i might be and maybe this is one of the things why i shouldn't be a parent but i always think wouldn't it be amazing if you just switched two words two really in- inconsequential words that, you know, that the, the children wouldn't use very often. And you just, like, started swapping them around. Like, lorry and bus. You just say, oh, that's a lorry. And then, and then and they say, oh, come on, everyone, we've got to get on the lorry. We'll be late. And then, like, they're 18. And it was like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? That's a bus. First of all, that's really something that I could see your mom doing to you, Josh. Yeah, you probably so I don't did. know what that says yeah, about your that, childhood. I think that actually happened in your childhood and you just haven't quite worked out I just yet. I haven't figured it out yet. Secondly, that reminds me a little bit of the, um, uh, the movie Dogtooth by uh, Lanthimos. Well, watch it and you'll get it. <laughs> Silence. It's <laughs> like, haven't seen this movie. Um so, yeah, I mean, obviously Anthemis can cook, so she'd do some really cool stuff with it. But, um, Josh, you, you've described your cooking technique to me, which is get some vegetables, get some pulses, cook the pulses, and then put the vegetables on top, which to me sounds repulsive. But maybe this would actually help you in your sort of terrible kitchen life. Sorry, did you say repulsive? <laughs> Sorry, I did. Said, there's the pun. There's the pun that you that, uh, that you wanted. Is that the level of pun you wanted? <laughs> it's a good pun. Uh, it's a good pun and it's a good it's a good recipe as well. <laughs> you can um, take that. So I thought about this earlier when I came up with the scenario, and I was also um, thinking that you could do stuff like um, say someone's grandma used to cook them something really delicious, and the grandma died. Um, you could recreate that food with something else because you'd know what that tasted like without even thinking about it. So you could just like wander around with some tiny pellets and then give everyone their favourite meals from their childhood. Pellets? Uh, pellets of what? Pellets of food. It doesn't even have to be big food, does it? <laughs> you could do all sorts of stuff. I feel like you guys haven't fully explored this uh, this idea. I mean, there's boundless things. Well, I think Anthemis has given it a good crack, but Josh... I would just use it for my cool street magic show. Josh changes flavors. 
that's how I would, uh, I would do that. You're really, truly a visionary. Thank you. <laughs> So, the thing that I came up with just now, <laughs> uh, because improv, uh, is imagine if you live in a world that everything is magic, uh, but you are the only person who has not a single fiber of magic in your body. You're like a muggle, magicless. Mm-hmm. Okay. What would you do in this world to survive? Okay, and you have to actually survive because there's like monsters and and things out there that would get you. Are we talking survive and thrive or just, you know, get by? <laughs> <laughs> How do you get by in the magical world? I mean, I'm not, I'm not doing great. I mean, it's not the best living, I could say. But I do get by. I mean, don't have any magic powers per se. No, you need to thrive. Okay. Maybe create something, something that you become... Oh, no, I'm, I'm not going to give you the answer. Sure, you go. All right, okay. Well, I'm not going to just survive in this magical world. I'm going to thrive in this magical world. And I'm ready to turn things around. Because this world's been too magical for too long. It's about time. We got a bit more sensible around here. I've had enough of these silly little elves dashing about playing tricks on myself. I'm going to end those elves. I think that you'd need to just take things into your own hands. You'd need to have some kind of political platform. Because you don't need to have magic to be a politician. If anything, the less magic you are, the better. Uh, and you just have to kind of build some kind of radical support base and then just really take over. Ban magic. Okay, so what you're saying, Josh, is you will try to gather everyone who maybe is uh, tired of their magic tricks or they don't like them and have been bullied because they were kind of lame or and you will try to create some sort of a, a religion of some sort the no magic should... religion yes exactly and then try to take over well just before i just have a quick question because you did say magic tricks i was assuming this was actual like real Wingardium Leviosa magic we're talking about here. Oh, yeah, 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 that's what I meant. Okay, yeah. so you're not saying, like, I pulled this sock out from my pocket magic. You're, t- you're talking about... Yes, actual Hello, Homora, open the door. This is real magic. Okay, so, I mean, because in, in, you know, in, in our world, where we live now, magic isn't very common, and so we have specific groups of people who are like, hey, imagine if magic was really good, and then they, they kind of get together doing that. But what you're saying is... In this world, which is full of magic, people were like, hey, wouldn't it be great if there wasn't any magic? And they have a little group set for that. See, this is, this is where I'm going to come in, okay? So I think it's very dangerous to be the only person without any magic in a magical world. So the only way to really get by is to lie and lie big. So Take it till you, you make it. <laughs> yeah. So you say that your magic is so strong and powerful that... There is no way that you could unleash it on the, on the population because they just wouldn't be ready for it. So you kind of, you know, keep perpetuating this lie to the level where you become elevated above others and you sort of profit figure and, and you just roll with it. And then soon you're getting people to use their powers for you. You don't have to do anything and your world and life is sweet. You're sneaky, Laura. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to build on that because I think that's a fantastic solution. 
what I'm going to say is, in this scenario, I would somehow find... Uh, so th- when I was, I think, 12 or 13, I had a book, which I was extremely proud of, called Magic for Dummies. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great book, and it told you all about how to do different magic things. And it was tailored to your needs. Exactly. It was right, directed right at my <laughs> dummy level. Uh, and so in this book, Magic for Dummies, I'm going to imagine in this scenario that it fell through an interdimensional rift into this world. And I found this book. And because everyone in this world, they're just magic is just like, okay, it's normal every day, nothing strange. But I find this book and I learn magic tricks, you know, conjuring magic tricks. And I say, hey, look at this. My finger is like, I'm going to pull my finger off. Oh, and they're like, wow. No one, no one would really do that because in their world, that magic is normal. So why would you bother doing that? But I do this trick and that, oh, you have a very powerful special magic that you can do the thing like, oh, look how long your thumb is. That's amazing. Or like you put like a jacket in front of you and you say, oh, I've only got one leg. Oh, and then you sit on a banister and then it's like, oh, I've, only got, I've got no legs. I'm flying. And they think like, oh, that's amazing because no one ever bothers to do those tricks. So like, for example, you will take out a coin of somebody, pull out a coin from somebody's ears and everybody will think that you're super rich because you can do that from everyone's ears. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I don't think you're convincing enough, Josh. I mean, to be honest, I'd definitely be... Uh, going down my route, I think you'd just be weak. I think you'd probably end up in one of those freak shows. You know what, Josh? You would not thrive. You would not thrive. I'll just get by. I'll just survive. I'll just get by. That's fine for me. Yeah. Can I just tell a story which which I just remembered uh, from the book Magic for Dummies? Is it interesting? Uh, Well, I think about it a lot and and I kind of like, I don't know why, and I just want to share it, because now it's in my brain, I had to share it. So in, in the book, there's this trick about how to make a coin disappear. Uh, and I can't remember how the trick works. But anyway, the idea is that you end up putting it in your back pocket to hide it. And uh, apparently, one of the guys, the, like the guy who wrote the book, he was on a nude beach at one point, And someone said, hey, Jeff, I can't remember the guy's name. But you know, he said, do you do that trick with the coin where you make it disappear? And he didn't have any back pocket to put it in. And then, like the like the twist of the story is, he said, "Well, fortunately, I just put some sun cream on, and I was like very sticky, and so I stuck it on my butt." <laughs> <laughs> and that was the best story in Magic for Dummies. I think that's the kind of magician you're going to be, Josh. <laughs> Sticking coins in my butt. The butt guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sticky butt guy. <laughs> just, just just to be clear, the preposition was on, not in. Just to, just to be clear. Um, well, I mean, I think we explored some pretty good scenarios here. This was fun, yes. <laughs> Let's do it again sometime. We should. Thank you for having me, it was so much fun. Oh, thanks for coming, Anthemis, and thanks for putting your face mask on just for us. Anytime. <laughs> See you later. See ya. Bye. Um bocado de tristeza Se não, não se faz um samba não